The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Churchill said, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Kevin Hallinan believes that certainly applies to business. Welcome to Winning Business Radio here at W4CY Radio. That's W4CY.com. And now, your host, Kevin Hallinan. Welcome back to Winning Business Radio. I am Kevin Hallinan. The mission of this show, as regular listeners know, is to offer insights and advice to help people avoid the mistakes of others. Pretty simple, right? To learn best practices, the how-tos, the what-tos, often the what-not-tos, and to be challenged and certainly to be inspired by the successes of others. Every successful person I've ever talked to has had some form of failure in their lives and careers, though. So while we all have to get our knees skinned once in a while, I'm driven to keep those scrapes from needing major surgery. Let's endeavor to learn from history so we don't repeat it. Today, my guest is Jen Nash Rogers, owner and designer of Willa James, a jewelry company with a purpose that offers artistic designs with profound meaning. We're going to talk about that. We had Jen on the show back in February of this year, and I asked her back again now that she's officially launched her company. Here's her bio. Jen created Willa James to ignite a spiritual journey that helps celebrate her customers' unique stories. Willa James is not just a jewelry brand, but a lifestyle brand that encourages its followers to leave the shame of struggles behind and celebrate victories. Being in fashion her entire life, several buyer roles at Rulala, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and QVC, and running marketing and sales for Rivka Friedman, she always knew she wanted to design her jewelry line, but she needed a why. Jen has over 19 years of professional experience in the jewelry industry. Her vast knowledge includes uh, from goes from buying one of the largest gold jewelry business businesses in the world, valued at 120 million, to managing, designing, and marketing a two million dollar fashion jewelry brand at Rivka Friedman. In in between, she spent time as a buyer for categories including watches, pearls, sterling jewelry, fragrances, and fragrances. I can talk and sunglasses. Jen says, as far back as I can remember, I've had a longing to, to design and produce my own jewelry line, but my business savvy and market awareness held me back from moving forward with this endeavor. The reason was simple. I didn't feel that the world or the market needed just another pretty jewelry line. The line needed to fill a consumer need within the market and have a purpose in order to be successful. For this reason, I held off on the idea and continued to hone my skills. Over the last 10 years, Jen says, she experienced a roller coaster of ups and downs in her personal life. Difficulties in her marriage paired with two babies born within 17 months led to her finding herself in a season of depression and anxiety. She felt like she had tried everything, therapy, medication, but nothing seemed to lift the weight she felt. Jen's husband asked her to attend a Christian life group with him as essentially their last hope. And as they continued to unpack their junk, the days became lighter, their faith became stronger, and she began to feel free from the heavy weights she says she was carrying before. As a person, she always wore her emotions via accessories. As a person who always wore her emotions via accessories, Jen was seeking jewelry that would exude both style and meaning and found that it didn't exist. That's that's when she found her why. She goes on to say that she knew that she wanted good quality jewelry that everyone could wear, um, hence jewelry being nickel-free, and styling that was simplistic in design but powerful in meaning. 
As she began reading the Bible, Jen realized how relevant the verses can be in our everyday lives, and she wanted to share that with others. Every design with Willa James is rooted in Scripture and comes with the individualized verse for every piece of jewelry. Their Waymaker bracelets are gemstone stretch bracelets that feature stones known for their spiritual properties and are paired with the biblical inspirations and cater to the emotions of today. Willa James has employed a tithe concept into their business model model, and gives 10% of sales back to charities that are changing lives. Jen lives in Boston, Boston's South Shore with her husband, Chris, and two boys, ages seven and six, just Jackson and Austin. And as she says, a very disobedient puggle named Lucy, who's 12, by the way. Jen, welcome to Winning Business Radio. Thank you so much for having me. She is indeed rather disobedient. <laughs> How so? <laughs> <laughs> she, First, you, you know, probably spoiled the heck out of her. We pro, you know, prior to the children, I think she did get yeah. a fair amount of, sh- of of spoiling, and now um, we're we're reaping the repercussions of that. <laughs> so funny. Um, so tell us about the boys. Yeah. So Jackson is seven, and mm-hmm. Austin just turned six this weekend. Um, they are two incredibly different boys mm-hmm. with the same. Um, attention, not attention, um, energy levels. Um, so yeah, so Jackson's very intuitive. He loves math. He loves school. He's very, very social. Um, Austin, on the other hand, I say was made for, um, COVID. He was made for quarantine. (laughs) So (laughs) he could be perfectly happy just sitting by my side all day long and just hanging out with me. That's a good thing right now, right? Yes, that is. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about background. We did last time, but you grew up in the Catskills in New York. Um, you were pretty active in your in school. You were vice president of your high school class, captain of your tennis team, and you went to my alma mater, BS in fashion merchandising from UMass Amherst. So the question is, how did that degree prepare you for today? So I, I would say the only difference really was that, um, so we did apparel marketing, so it was all it was all textile-based. Um, mm-hmm. So when I moved into the jewelry arena, all of the bases of the knowledge were um, the same. It's just moving them into a different material, which mm-hmm. was jewelry. You were the president of your, I'm telling you this like you don't know, but this is for the audience, president of a, the it's apparel. It's good to remind me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did that. Um, <laughs> president of... Uh, at school, the Apparel Marketing Association, you held various positions with your sorority. I'm mentioning these things for a reason. There's leadership there. Um, so you started professionally at Nordstrom. Um, tell us again what you did there. I did. I started on the floor um, mm-hmm. in the women's um, in the women's ready to wear areas. Um, and as many that are in the retail industry know, Nordstrom is a promote from within company. So they, they really encourage everybody to come into the business on the floor. Um, and, you know, I definitely would say I'm not made out for (laughs) customer, like on floor in store retail business, um, which is probably why I have an online business. But, um, you know, it was, it was great to start my career that way. And, um, you know, I learned a lot and I learned Mm. one thing that I would say that I learned the most from Nordstrom is their focus on the customer and how yeah. it really in their their motto is really truly that the customer is always right and anything you can do to make that customer happy and to walk out and tell that story is is what you want to do yeah they, they are well known for their training of their associates for sure um, and then you were two and a half years at QVC massive enterprise right talk about that experience you went from assistant buyer associate buyer to buyer and then designer 
Yeah, so I was at QVC for about, I was actually there for about a little over five years. Five years, okay. Um, And that was an amazing, amazing business to be part of. Um, Just the... Just the mass ability of that business mm. um, and the real time. That's when you kind of, you didn't see that a lot in direct consumer businesses where you had like real time sales, real time data. Um, and now that's the way of today. But but QVC really spearheaded that. Um, you know, we all had TVs on our desks where we could see mm. what the sales were, what the call volumes were, what the woman said, you know, what one of the show hosts said that spiked you know, sales and call, calling. So, um, I'm a little bit of a, of a math geek and I, and I really love data. So, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of really great for me. Um, so that's why I kind of loved buying was that it was a great pairing of creativity as well as, um, you know, and you really had to analyze the customer, analyze the business, analyze the sales and the turn and everything like that. So, um, that was a really amazing starting ground. And I still am in contact with so many people from there. Cool, um, yeah. In fact, my manufacturer of Willa James, like, so there's some handcrafted product that I have that I make myself. Mm-hmm. And then I do all of the design, but then I do, ha- I do have a factory that creates the nickel-free um, items. And I found them through my years of QVC. That's interesting. We're going to talk about scale with the stuff you make yourself down the um, in a few minutes here but for now you spent some time at smartbargains.com and tjx and then flaunt right yes so that was your first uh i think that was your first self-employment endeavor right there right that was my first self-employment and while some may say it was a failed self-employment endeavor i don't think any of them are certainly did learn a lot yeah, from it. That's what um, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I was a buyer for, you know, several major retailers and then, um, moved on to kind of start something that was a little bit ahead of its time, um, which was online designer accessory consignment. Um, and there's a lot of businesses out there right now that do it and they do it very successfully. Yeah. Um, and where I was challenged with it was kind of managing all of the hats at the time. Um, and so I felt that at, at some point I, I loved, I loved having that, that ability to run the business and to have that input. But yeah. at the same time, I was struggling with how to balance it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was before I had kids. So I would, I would say that I probably wasn't primed to multitasking. I thought I was busy, but I wasn't, I didn't know what busy was yet. (laughs) We call it a cat in our business. We call it activity versus accomplishment, accomplishment, right? Yeah. There you go. Okay. She did that for a bit. Then Rivka International Design. She was there for a long time, 10 years, and you became VP sales and marketing, really running all the sales, really all the sales. So how'd you get there? What did that role entail, And how did that prepare you for today? Yeah, I would say that um, in many ways, that was a very large part of, of who I am mm. today um, in terms of owning my own business because th- it, we were a small company. You know, there were five employees and, um, you know, the owners of the business had really leaned on me pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of where I started um, more product development. Um, more sales on the other side of the business. So for the longest time, for most of my career, well, I guess half of my career, I was the person you purchased from. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, 
as a consumer. And now I was the person that was selling it to the retailer. Um, so, so it was a different, it was a different hat, you know, and I, and I credit that to being able to kind of take on all of these roles at Willa James because you, you have to be everything, you know, and now I'm a little bit of both because, you know, I am the retailer because, yeah. and then I have a wholesale business as well. And so for those that don't understand the business of retail, those are really long sell times because you're selling like for next year now, right? Well, it's even later. I'm thinking, yeah, so I, I would said it right, but that, bad example, not November, maybe summer you're selling for next summer. It's always so far in advance, right? It's pretty far in advance. And for, yeah. for some, I mean, luckily for me, um, jewelry lead times are a lot shorter than, mm -hmm. than apparel lead times and uh, apparel lead times work out, you know, they can work out, you know, six to 12 months in advance. Yep. Um, jewelry lead times are, are usually like two to two to five months in advance. They're less seasonal. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think that, well, you also have a lot of core business and then you have, it's more giftables. So where you like with apparel, oh, right. you're not going to have that giftable factor. Um, with, with jewelry, you definitely have a, an element of that. Um, I think we have time for a couple questions before the first break. You've been really successful throughout your career so far, right? And now you're embarking in this journey uh, as driver, driver seat, owner seat, right? So we heard about the why, inspiration, and your story. Talk about the when. Why was May the right timing? And I know you were trying to do things sooner and things happen, you know, uh, things take longer, et cetera. But it, in the end, why was May the right timing? So um, that's a really good question because mm. most people would look at the middle of a pandemic as a terrible time to to, <laughs> to launch a luxury. <laughs> I think it depends on your outlook, but go ahead, yeah. Business, but, um, and I think this is where my obedience um and my faith come into mm. play. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, we've spoken about my why and, and that I wanted to bring, um, I wanted to bring God's love and God's messaging to my customers and what better time in all honesty than right now. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things is that my jewelry speaks positivity into the lives of, of, of who, who wears it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, my, my collection is not called like anxiety and depression. <laughs> it's called, you know, peace and freedom Yeah. because we want to celebrate the positivity of, of God's word and God's, and God's part in your life. Um, so part of the, the launch plans were completely thwarted and in a very Christian, um, way I can use the word pivot <laughs> in every way possible. We're all using it. Yeah. <laughs> with this business. Um, but the plan was to launch. And when we first had our conversation, the plan was to launch in April. Mm. Um, and, you know, naturally that was thwarted with COVID and my production times got extended. And I actually had planned on launching with my entire collection, which you can now see on my website. But as of May was not there. So when I realized that my product wasn't going to be here, it was either I don't launch at all and I kind of sit on this concept, which didn't feel right, or I pivot and I figure out a way to do this. And that's how the Waymaker bracelets were born. Um, because originally I had planned to do a bracelet mm -hmm. that would be like a big promotional item that would be driven for a specific charity. And that was how I had originally planned to do the Waymaker bracelets. And that changed in April when I realized that 
there's more to this and that there was probably a bigger customer for the Waymaker bracelets. So I literally buckled down and ordered stones that had the meanings that I wanted to go mm. along with, with the verses that I was looking at. And yeah, and buckled down in my house making bracelets. So I hope for that to be a really successful designer story someday. <laughs> I, I really don't doubt that it will be. We're going to take our first break right here. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Jen Rock, Rogers, owner, designer of Willa James. You're listening to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan on W4CY Radio. That's W4CY.com. Don't go away. More helpful information is coming right up, right here on Winning Business Radio. Have you ever dreamt of being on the radio? Well, now is your chance. Be a radio show guest on the number one ranked internet radio station and promote you and your business for free. Yes, you heard it, free. Business advertising right here on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 now to get booked on one of our shows. That's 561-506-4031. Get your free advertising now. You can tell what's wrong with a car just by sitting next to it at a red light. You can tear down a big block engine in 26 minutes. You know cars. We can help you find more of them to work on. And together, we can get your small business moving in the right direction. At AT&T Advertising Solutions, we have more ways to reach more people. With print, online, mobile, and direct marketing, AT&T Advertising Solutions has local advertising experts to help your small business find more customers. Call 1-800-GET-REAL to learn more. AT&T. Rethink Possible. Is your pet overweight, suffer from itchy skin and coat problems, showing signs of food allergies? Then do your pet a favor. Stop by Fiesta Pet Deli, South Florida's original and only fresh food deli for pets, prepared daily and FDA approved with products like Bravo, Nature's Variety, and BioComplete. Listen, dogs and cats are carnivores. 90% of their diet should be meat. That dry kibble you put in their bowl every day contains less than half of what their bodies require. Veterinarian owned and operated, Fiesta Pet Deli has one mission, to get your pet as healthy as possible. Give them a call today at 954-971-2500 or come check out their new store at the Festival Flea Marketplace at Sample Road in the Turnpike in Pompano, Florida. They also offer free local delivery, shipping throughout the United States. Check out their website at www.realfoodforpets.com or just Google Fiesta Pet Deli. If you truly love your pet and care about their health, stop by Fiesta Pet Deli. Call today at 954-971-2500. Hey, this is Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and you're listening to W4CY Radio. Now back to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan, presenting exciting topics and expert guests with one goal in mind, to help you succeed in business. Here once again is Kevin Hallinan. Welcome back again with to Winning Business Radio with Jen Nash Rogers, owner and designer of Willa James. And Jen, we were talking about uh, starting the company, the timing from April to May, what about the risk? I mean, starting any company, there's risk. How did you consider that risk, both financially and, and in other ways? 
<laughs> That's a good question. Um, like I said before, I think most people would say starting a retail business in the middle of a pandemic yeah. is probably not the wisest of decisions. Um, you know, it, it's faith. Like, mm. honestly, I, I can't explain it any other way. It was... Um, I had an amazing support of my husband. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he's my biggest cheerleader and has always believed that I needed to own my own business. Um, and so that obviously kind of like provided a little bit more of a safety net. Mm-hmm. But the reality was, is that I just kept feeling God's push and felt that this was the time. And, you know, so it was just, it sounds funny, but I'm, I'm you know, I just, it's faith. That's awesome. All right. For those that are listening, uh, the website is shopwillajames, shop, W-I-L-L-A-James.com. So you can check that out while we're talking. So much of what you do, Jen, and the decisions you make are either inspired by something or designed to be inspiring. And I want you to talk about um, the James 1 scripture. Yeah, James 1, (laughs) 2 through 4. Yeah, so... So it's all about finding joy in the struggle, mm. right? And and I believe that, um, you know, I went through and many people go through really dark seasons in life. And one of the biggest things that I want people to know and I want people to feel through my jewelry is that there's no need for shame in that. Mm. And, and that is what James 1, 2 through 4 is. And, you know... Um, just just finding joy in in that difficult that difficult season because it's a building block of where you will and can be in your life and i just you know it's 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 often that i find somebody and they're struggling and you know i i always say like i can't fix this for you but yeah. i can walk with you yeah you know i can walk with you and and I find it very beneficial to look at life and seasons. Um, and that's a very Christian way of looking at it. But I can tell you the first time I heard that, it made life more palpable for me. Mm. Um, because if it is a dark season, it's a season. And we all know that seasons change. And that was so like life-changing for me to have that outlook. That's awesome. I'm going to read this scripture just so those that may not be familiar hear it. Uh, and this is from The Message. We used to call it the long-winded version, but I really like I know. it. Consider like it a sh- <laughs> consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. That's powerful. Yeah. And in the, in some of the other versions, it talks about building perseverance and testing mm. your and testing your faith and how that testing of the faith builds perseverance and strength. And that is just so powerful, right? Yeah. Whether it's the death of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, um, you know, all those things that just humans go through, right? We yeah. all go through stuff. We happen to have bracelets for all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I like the segue. Um, so how long has the process been from inception to launch and you were working for a lot of that time period i was i was and honestly it was really important for me to give my current employer Mm. my all until the end so while the concept came to me the actual concept of willa james um probably 
the summer of last year, I really didn't put the pedal down on it until I left my previous employer at the end of December. Um, And that's when I started working with a branding company. And, you know, I had filed to, you know, the domain names and things Mm -hmm. like that earlier. But in terms of really putting the pedal down on on design and on um, all of the other backbone items of a business, I really didn't start that till the end of 19. What's been the business, excuse me, the biggest challenge so far? Probably um, the gaining the trust of, of consumers and gaining the trust of, um, I mean, the pandemic has put a major burden on mm. small retailers out there. Sure. So those are typically the people that are going to start, when you're starting a designer business, you're your first part is building building brand awareness. Mm. So in order to build that brand awareness, people want to see it places. In order to get that into those places, you have to have that that trust. You know, it's a funnel. It's a funnel of business. So, um, you know, I've put a lot of focus on social media and kind of I've definitely um, changed my outlook on my my personal face being mm-hmm. out there um when i first created willa james obviously that's not my name um but it was an, a name that was important to me but i didn't know how much the customer would want to see jen rogers mm-hmm. when they're buying willa james i didn't know if there was going to be a disconnect there how did you figure that out how did you answer that question um so i started doing some stories via instagram and facebook um, and honestly, I've been asking the customer, yeah. like that's the beauty of today is that, you know, you can interact with the customer and find out what they like. And going back to my data nerd days, like you have insights and you can look at these things and you can see what people are reacting to. Um, I did some quizzes to see like if people thought my name was Willa James, um, just to kind of have fun with it. But, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's, it's more, it's like people want to know the designer, mm-hmm. um, which still feels silly to me because I just, I don't, I still have a hard time considering myself a designer because I spent so many years behind the business yeah. and not in the front of it. Yeah. How do you market? How do you attract your customers? It's mostly through social media at this time. Yeah. I've, um, I've definitely been pitching to some larger publications and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I have been blessed with some amazing friends in my, in my life that, you know, are in public relations or are in various forms of media. And, um, so that's been certainly helpful, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's focused on, it's really grassroots. I have to be honest. I don't do a lot of paid, um, marketing. Mm -hmm. I do mostly grassroots. So it's Facebook and Instagram. Yes, correct. And it's so Willa space, James, two words. It's actually at Shop Willa James across the board. So at Shop Willa James. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. So it's at Shop Willa James for the website, Instagram, and Facebook. Keeping it simple. This is kind of a big question, and you can make it as big an answer or little as, as little an answer as you want. But what advice do you have for others looking to start their own business? Figure out what you know. Capitalize on that. Mm. Figure out what you don't know and hire somebody for it. Mm, that's good. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Because we don't know everything. We will never know everything with our businesses. And for me, that was more of the branding part of it. 
-hmm. And so I hired somebody for that. Um, I'm lucky to be married to a CPA. So I had the accounting part of it taken care of. Um, But you know what? I hired myself an attorney. I hired a branding company. These are things that were not my specialty. Mm -hmm. And that left me with more ability to hone in on the things that I am good at and perfect those. What are you most proud of at this point? Probably the reaction from my customers. Mm. Um, I have said on several occasions that when my, when my jewelry is given as a gift, it is the ultimate compliment to me. Um, because we'll take a risk on ourselves, you know, like we'll buy a shirt that we Mm -hmm. might like, we you know, and we'll buy a bracelet that, that we kind of think is cute, but it might not, you know, be the end all be all of, of jewelry. But when you're giving a product to somebody else, that's something you stand behind. And I've had customer reactions that are so amazing. I mean, so amazing that it made me feel like this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it. I had a woman who had, you know, was grieving and her daughter gave her this bracelet and she said, this was my favorite verse. Like I've had so many people say to me, that scripture card that came with that piece was exactly what I needed at that exact moment. And I don't credit myself for that. That is God's doing. And I am just thankful that he has had his hand on this business through it all. But the customer reactions have been so, so amazing. You know, I was going to ask you a little later on, but you just answered it. See if you have anything to add. Um, How do you know you're making a difference? And that's a great example. Yeah, I mean, the reality is I'm a jewelry designer. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not. I'm not a heart surgeon, you know, <laughs> like, and sometimes that's, that's a, you have to remind yourself of that. Mm. But, but where I can make an impact is, um, is people's lives and how people are feeling, you know, and my biggest thing has always been transparency. Um, you know, I'll get on social media and I won't look the prettiest and I'm not, pro- I'm not projecting a perfect life because life is not perfect. Mm. Mm. And I just want people to feel better, to feel better, because when you feel that and when you feel that you can find joy in struggles and when you feel that you can have peace through difficult times, it's so freeing. And I want everybody to feel that. That's fantastic, because most people, I think it's fair to say, are, are they don't receive the affirmation in a, on a day to day basis that they should not often enough. Right? I agree. All right, we're going to take our second break right here. Uh, We'll be back in just a couple of more minutes with Jen Nash-Rogers, owner-designer of Willa James. You're listening to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan on W4CY Radio. That's W4CY.com. Don't go away. More helpful information is coming right up, right here on Winning Business Radio. Johnny Three Tears from Hollywood Undead, and you're listening to W4CY Radio. Have 
you ever dreamed of having your own radio show? Well, W4CY Radio makes dreams come true. You can be a radio personality on the number one ranked internet radio station in West Palm Beach, Florida. We can be heard in 105 countries and all U.S. states. Promote your business. Earn up to $10,000 per month and more. It's all up to you. Have fun and be heard. Call 561-506-4031. That's 561-506-4031. Start your radio show now. This is Colt Ford, and you're listening to W4CY Radio. Be seen, be heard on the Internet's number one ranked radio station right here in West Palm Beach. What a way for your business to have a voice. Now is the time to advertise your business on W4CY.com. Call 561-506-4031 for a deal you won't refuse. Again, that's 561-506-4031. Don't wait. Call now. Now back to Winning Business Radio with Kevin Hallinan, presenting exciting topics and expert guests with one goal in mind, to help you succeed in business. Here once again is Kevin Hallinan. We're back again with Jen Nash-Rogers, owner-designer of Willa James. Jen, there's a story, I know you told this last time, but I'm not sure people remember or they may not have listened last time. What's the story behind the name Willa James? Yeah. So um, you mentioned earlier the scripture, James 1, mm. 2 through 4, and that's where the James, in fact, comes from, is mm-hmm. the book of James. So um, I'm not secretive about um, the struggles that have brought me to my faith, and mm. I'm not secretive about some of those being marital struggles. Um, my husband and I started reading the Bible, not always together, um, mm-hmm. and we kind of started doing it via plans because I'm just not like a Bible front to back type of person. Yeah. Um, but we were challenged to read the book of James both at the same time. And when we read it, it was so powerful to both of us mm. that when I was thinking of a name for this jewelry business, um, it felt, it just felt like it needed to be there. Um, now Willa is a little bit of a softer, lighter story. Um, mm-hmm. Willa is was our name that we were going to name a little girl if we ever had one. Um, it was kind of a combination of Chris's, um, my husband's mother and grandmother, who were Wilma and Wilhelmina. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, it was a name that we both loved. And so when I realized that that a ship had sailed <laughs> um, and that I was destined to be a mom of boys, which is still an adjustment, but something that I've embraced, yep. um, you know, I, I made my baby Willa, <laughs> Willa James. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, nice. so that's where the name came from. Um, it has a lot of meaning um, and it, it just felt right when it came out. Um, so, yeah, so that's where it came from. Cool. So tell us about your faith journey. How did you come to be a follower of Christ? I was um, I was born and raised Catholic, mm-hmm. um, but something that, um, so we all, you know, it's the same God, right? I, I say that mm-hmm. to people often, but what I found to be was a little bit different was the relationship aspect of it. Um, I... It, Religion, faith, religion, Christianity, this walk was um, 
it was at a point where like we were kind of at our worst, you know? Mm. And um, like I often say, it was our last shot. You know, my husband and I were on the brink of divorce. Mm. We had two young kids and things weren't going well. You know, it wasn't, I had, it wasn't the dream that I thought it was going to be, you know? Two very demanding jobs. Yeah. And I know, I knew that I loved my husband, Mm. right? Like that was the hard part is that I, but we couldn't make it work. And so when he invited me to go to, um, you know, a faith, a a Christ-centered recovery group, um, I, I said, yeah. Like, why not? Let's clarify that for a second. When most people hear the word recovery, they think of drugs and alcohol. That wasn't the issue. No, no. And Mm -hmm. so I often say that to people, um, you know, that recovery is really like, do you have a hurt, a habit, or a hang-up? Do you have Mm. anything that's a life-controlling thing? For me, it was emotional. You know, I had, like, I had let the struggles of my life create a lot of emotional anxiety Mm. and depression. And, um, you know, my husband was struggling with his things too. So, so that was my long winded version of telling you, we walked through the doors of our church. Um, and this is where the relationship part comes in. I have never felt that you could be welcomed scars and all Mm. and not be essentially condemned for them or judged or looked at funny And that was something that I never, ever felt at our church. And I just, when that happened to me, I I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. And, you know, I've told the story several times that, you know, I probably had been going to to this church for, you know, a few weeks and Mm -hmm. sitting in the second row and I still want to sit in the same place. And... I remember the pastor preaching and and me having a moment where two words popped into my head and they were, why not? Hmm. Like I was looking at these people who came in scars and all and they were accepted. And that was a beautiful thing. And Hmm. why would I not want to be part of that? Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, All right. I want to shift a little bit. Because that I wanted you to tell that because that's really inspirational behind your idea and thought behind each piece. Um, you describe the company as a brand, a lifestyle brand of jewelry, welcoming contemporary Christian women as well as as an aesthetic. Wow, aesthetic. I know the word. I can even spell it <laughs> as well as an aesthetic that appeals to the masses. You have bracelets. Uh, earrings, necklaces, rings, 14. I took this right off the website. Not very, you know, educated, but I can I can read. 14 carat yellow gold plated, rhodium plated. I want to know what that is. And Willa James Littles, which are adorable. So tell us about some of the pieces and include in that. Tell me what's rhodium. Yeah. So rhodium is a platinum element. So um, it is something that pretty much all white metals, if you have um, a white gold piece, they're mm-hmm. going to plate that in rhodium. And that keeps it from tarnishing. It, it basically elongates the, the length of, of your jewelry, and it also enhances the shine to it. So um, white gold itself has a little bit of a yellowish tint. So they're always going to plate that 
with uh, with erodium plating. Yeah. So um, little do many people know, but if your wedding band is white gold and it's feeling a little dingy, you can take that to a local jeweler and they'll rhodium it for you. So okay. it'll be like new. <laughs> so tell us about some of the pieces, maybe like some, what are some of your favorites? Yeah. So um, as I've mentioned before, the there's a, a lot of symbolism in my jewelry and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of overt Christianity in my jewelry other than the roots and the scripture of it. So I probably only have two or three pieces that have crosses on them, mm-hmm. but everything is paired with um, stones that have similar meanings. So, you know, um, people talk about rose quartz as like unconditional love. Now, do I believe that rose quartz will provide unconditional love in my life? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that, but I know that a lot of people care about that. And so for me, it just felt very symbiotic to put those things together. Mm -hmm. So I try to always find gemstones that have similar meanings to what I'm finding in my scripture. And I work both ways. So sometimes I find a scripture and it inspires me to create a design. Um, The Ecclesiastes collection, for instance, it it's about, you know, though one may be defeated, you know, two are stronger, three, a quarter of three is essentially unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Right. So do you find corded jewelry in my line? No, but you'll find pieces that have three stones in them and they all have different meanings. So um, my Waymaker bracelets are one of my favorites because I feel like I can change those pretty fast. You know, as I find things happening in life, I'm able to react pretty quickly. Let me mention to the listeners just a few of those categories, Uh, blessings, empowerment, grief, Harmony, health, joy, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. So so I sometimes I have difficulties like honing that in and I kind of mm-hmm. want to create a bracelet for like every emotion that, <laughs> that exists. Um, but, you know, often they come from conversations like the Willa James Littles collection is, is for kids, right? Mm-hmm. And it was completely inspired by all of these kids in this uncertain time. All their lives have been kind of completely up, like flipped upside down yeah. and it was a way for the children to have a bracelet that lets them know that mommy and daddy are thinking of them and are with them when they're in, you know, maybe they're in school and it's only part time or so maybe it's remote or, you know, whatever that may be. But that's what that was inspired by. Um, I've had some friends that have suffered. um, Unfortunately, one of my friends suffered the loss of her brother via suicide. I mean, Mm. awful. Like it's just awful like these are horrible moments in your life and so I worked with her on the grief and comfort set and I said like all right these are the three verses that I'm considering like which gives you the most peace when you read it and you know and and she helped me with that and you know what sadly the grief and comfort set is one of my best sellers you know but and I and I say that two ways sadly but also how what a blessing yeah that that people are finding and seeking comfort in these pieces of jewelry. How do you get a sense as to what trends are coming? I know that may apply more to maybe my guess is that would apply more to fashion than jewelry, but I'm sure there's, there are trends there too. How do you get a sense for that? Yeah, I would say that probably the most, there's definitely trends in like silhouettes, right? So so earrings, for instance, can go on a cycle, you know, mm-hmm. like you go hoops and then they go to studs and then there's threaders. And, you know, so so all of these things can can kind of be a cycle. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, just like any other fashion business, I'm, I'm looking at magazines. I'm looking at mm-hmm. the Pantone color charts for the year. I'm looking at these things that are going to kind of tell you where things are headed. I mean, you always go Europe when you're when you're looking at fashion because they're always a little bit ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly I would say that it's probably color and then silhouette. So like are clo- our choker necklaces in or is it going to be the long necklaces? You know, things like that. Yeah. So you, you started to talk about a little bit, but I want to ask more. Take us through the design process. How do you know? All right. You start with some inspiration. In the case of your friend, you wanted to know what verse spoke to her. From there, what do you do? Yeah. So with the Waymaker bracelets, I have a little bit more, um, a little bit more creative space for that mm-hmm. because, um, you know, when I'm designing my, my, I call them my finished pieces, but they're all finished pieces. But if you're looking at my earrings and rings and necklaces and some bracelets, those have a longer design lead time. So I, I'm rough sketching those mm-hmm. and then they're going and they're being created into CADs and then they have to have a mold made and then they have to, you know, and then I actually mm-hmm. have to have, have them manufactured. So, so the design and there's a proof process in there too, probably right. 100%. So yeah. the design time on those pieces can sometimes be like six months, wow. you know? Um, whereas my Waymaker bracelets, you know, as long as I have the stones, I can, I can kind of work through that pretty fast because that's just me, you know, with my creative thoughts and, and as long as I have the stones and the product, we're good. How will you scale that down the road? The, the ones you make yourself now? Well, I mean, the ones I make myself, can easily be made by my factory. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like having that creative control here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like being able to react quickly. I feel like the Waymaker side of the business is my like right now and what's going on right now. I mean, I do my photography. I can get those items. I can create one and get that launched, you know, within a week, you know, whereas I'm looking at a six month lead time for other things. So, um, it would take, a, I think that I always kind of want to have that, you know? So, yeah, I so I that. think that will always be the beginning part of an item. If it's a Waymaker bracelet, you know, I will probably construct it. And then we've done this. I have a bracelet mm-hmm. that is being considered for, you know, a large scale retailer. Mm-hmm. And I worked with my factory and, and they, you know, we're able to procure the stones. They send them to me for approval and, and then they can make it. I mean, um, so I'm set up for scale. I've always, I've always built the business for scale. And how much space do you have in your house now? Um, I took over our formal living room. (laughs) Wow. So it's a good size room. (laughs) So my, my kids called it the, uh, my kids have always called it the beautiful room. So It's, you know, as you can imagine, in a house full of boys, I, um, and there aren't many beautiful rooms. So the boys always called it the beautiful room. So I, when, when I was thinking about where I could make this work, this is, yeah. this is the room that it came to. Um, question here. How do you choose the charities? You give 10%, which is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's totally, totally on you, right? There's yeah, no requirement totally. for that. It's just something no. you've chosen to do. It's important to you. Talk about it. That's a good question. And I've struggled a lot with it in all honesty. And you know, what's actually very interesting is I've actually had some difficulties giving to some charities Mm, where I reach out to a charity. I want to give them a check Mm -hmm. and I don't hear back from them. Wow. 
And so that's one of the things that I always want to make sure that the charity that I'm giving to is a still like, you know, fully up and running Mm -hmm. and B that they are doing the right thing with the money. So, um, you know, I've given some to local churches, to local schools. Um, there are a few other charities that I'm, that I'm considering in the future. And one thing that's always kind of really been on my heart is fostering and foster care. Mm. Um, and so I've been working with my pastor to kind of find, you know, some Christian organizations that could be good for that. I feel like I do want it to be something that I feel that push for. Um, so, but I'm always open to hearing about great charities. So. Okay. So keep that in mind, everybody. And you know, the timing of your coming on the show was not anything to do with the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever, but it's just good timing. So if you're not behind the wheel of your car right now, go to the site and look around shop willajames.com. And you said at, at shop James is the handle for Insta and for Facebook. Perfect. Perfect. And so that's the best way for people to reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also email me at hello at shopwillajames.com if you have any questions or if you have any, um, and you can find that on our site. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty transparent. I mean, if you DM me through Instagram, mm. I'm going to get back to you. And one cool thing, and this is the last question because we're out of time. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a la- an active, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, prayer channel. If people have prayer requests, they can put those into a form in the website and you pray. Yes, we do. So I have a group of people that are committed to praying over the prayers that we that we um, receive. And I actually did it through a private Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. So nobody can actually see anything that comes through there other than mm-hmm. the people that have agreed to pray over these, over these prayer requests. That's so um, cool. So, yeah, that was something that I saw another company doing, and I was like, that has has to be part of, of my company. Yeah. Well, the website, one more time, shopwillajames.com. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry we're out of time, but I really Thank appreciate you. the time. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Everybody check it out, shopwillajames.com. And thank you all for listening. This is a show about business and business challenges. This time was very inspirational. If you've got concerns, though, about the growth of your company, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn at Winning Business Radio or drop me a note. It's Kevin at winningbusinessradio.com. Our company, Winning Incorporated, we're part of Sandler Training. We develop sales teams into high achievers and sales leaders into true coaches and mentors. I say this every week. Listen, we're not right for everybody, but maybe we should have a conversation. Thank you, as always, to my favorite engineer. Her name's Rebel Medler. She's awesome. Tune in again next Monday, November 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern, when my guest will be Michael Eisner, VP of Franchise Development and Real Estate for LaPel's Dry Cleaning Franchise System. Until then, this is Kevin Hallinan. You've been listening to Winning Business Radio with your host, Kevin Hallinan. If you missed any part of this episode, the podcast is available on Talk 4 Podcasting and iHeartRadio. For more information and questions, go to winningbusinessradio.com or check us out on social media. Tune in again next week and every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time to listen live to Winning Business Radio on W4CY Radio, W4CY.com. Until then, let's succeed where others have failed and win in business with Kevin Hallinan and Winning Business Radio.